Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited about today's theme, which is about amplifying your inner light. And of course, I'm going to talk to you about what exactly that means, though you probably have a sense or a feeling for what it is. And we're also going to talk about how you can start to feel connected to your inner light again if you happen to be going through a time where you feel really disconnected, really dark, gloomy. And as you know, I always like to record podcast episodes that feel timely. So the show comes out every two weeks. And I always sit and I think, okay, what's happening right now in the world, in the stars, just in my life, and what would make sense and be meaningful for the collective experience that we're all having right now? So this theme of amplifying your inner light goes really nicely because we have now crossed the threshold into the month of March. We are finally here. This month is a beautiful one. It marks the beginning of light streaming in because winter is ending, spring is coming, the spring equinox will be in a couple of weeks, and we will also be beginning the astrological new year when the sun enters into Aries. Aries is a fire sign, bright, powerful. So anyway, the energy of this month is very much the feeling of coming out of hibernation where we've all been in these deep, dark caves for the past few months. Progress has felt slower. It's harder to get done what we want to get done. And all that energy is now shifting. And we're now able to spring into action, no pun intended. So I want you to reflect back on the beginning of March for you right now. If you're listening on Sunday when this podcast episode comes out, it will be about five days into the new month. So think about it. What has it felt like over the past five days, particularly the first couple of days of March? For me, within the first 48 hours of March, I had some really amazing breakthroughs when it came to my work that I hadn't really seen progress around for several months. And it was like, all of a sudden, new energy was rushing in and I had so much more help and assistance coming my way. And suddenly the work that I had been really trying diligently to do felt a lot more easeful. I was texting with a couple of my friends. We were like, oh, happy March. This is great. And then one of them said that in those first two days of March, she also had five clients confirm working with her. And so I want you to reflect and see if if you've also felt that forward momentum, even in just these initial few days in March. And if you haven't, that's okay. That is what this talk is about now. And after a long period of wintering, hibernation, stillness, we all need a little bit of help amplifying that inner light, which has gone dormant as we've been wintering. So that's what we're talking about today. And I think the first question is, what is the inner light? What does this actually mean? 
And I've been thinking about this question a lot because it's been coming up a lot in my coaching sessions with my clients. I think everyone is feeling the effects of a long winter pretty intensely. And also it hasn't been the easiest year. The markets have been changing. We are flirting with a recession. The energy and spirit of life these days definitely feels a little bit more somber than fun and vivacious. And one of my clients the other day was reflecting that he spent the last half of 2022 with a feeling of a big cloud over his head. And that was the way he described it when I asked him to tap into his feelings. He said, I feel like I've had a dark and heavy rain cloud hanging over me for the past few months. And then I also had another client today who was telling me about how she was in a series of meetings. And I think her exact words were, I knew I wasn't showing up as my shiny, sparkly CEO self, which of course made all the people I was talking to more skeptical of me. And so in both of these cases, what my clients were talking about referring to without even realizing it is the inner light. So we all know this. It's when we feel positive, optimistic, bright, It's when we feel like we're shining and we're radiating energy that is attractive and connective with other people. We also know the opposite of when our inner light feels darker or more dulled. And that's the feeling of gloominess, negativity, somberness, seriousness, and life just doesn't really feel very fun at all. And what I want to stress here is that we are all inherently born with this inner light. And to prove this, all you have to go do is watch some young children at play. For the most part, young kids have not yet had their inner light dimmed. So they are living embodiments of what it feels like and looks like to connect with your inner light. They are joyful, they're free, they're imaginative, they're playful. They love without abandon and they're happy. They are curious about the world surrounding them. They're interested in all the small things and they also really know how to dream big. They say things like, I'm already an artist. I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be the first woman president of the United States. And with that energy in mind, Think about all the people who you know. Are there some people who more or less are quite connected with their inner light, who generally seem fairly bright, playful, passionate, excited? Their light is turned on. And then are there some people who you know who their light may be switched off, where they're generally more negative, gloomy, and fearful? So if you're imagining that this scale is from one to 10 and one being more gloomy and darker, more serious, your inner light has been quite dull, then 10 is a very bright and expansive inner light. Where are you right now? Just mentally go with the first number that popped into your mind. I'd probably say that I'm feeling like a seven and a half right now. I feel pretty good and excited about the future, but I'm also a little tired because I spent the last week on the West Coast, so I'm still a little jet lagged now that I've been back in New York. But overall, I feel pretty sufficiently connected to my inner light. So what about you? What's your number? Just remember that there's nothing wrong with feeling like a two or three or even a one 
we're a zero today, that is totally fine. It happens to the best of us. And that's why we're doing this podcast episode because it is every person's birthright to feel like an eight, nine, or a 10, to feel deeply connected to their inner light so they can shine and radiate. Okay, so now that we have all taken stock of where we are, I'm first going to dive into the three qualities of a bright and engaged inner light. This is how you know if your inner light is switched on. And the first is that you are excited about yourself. And I really thought about the phrasing of this. First, I was like, well, it's sort of the feeling of loving and accepting yourself. It's a feeling of pride. Maybe it's about connecting with yourself or being in touch with who you are. But then I realized that that actually wasn't quite right. And that excitement is actually the real key feeling when your inner light is strong. It's excitement. You are excited about who you are. And it doesn't mean that you have to be in a place where you fully love yourself unconditionally or you think you're the greatest person in the world. You just have to feel excited about your potential and your prospects. And the way that you do that is through intentionally connecting with and engaging with your strengths and your skills. In short, the way that you become excited about yourself is you let yourself be good at something. You find a way to connect with your competence and your capabilities. I think of one of my dear friends who is an amazing artist. And when she comes out from some time spent in the ceramic studio where she's making beautiful cups and vases, her inner light is so bright and so strong. She also really loves a specific Pilates studio. And when she goes and does that, that amplifies her inner light as well. For me, it's when I've coached a client and I feel like I've been really helpful because coaching is a skill that I've worked really hard to get good at. I also feel the same way about smaller things like cooking a delicious dinner from a recipe that I'm really excited to make. I feel really excited about myself when I do a difficult hike and I get to experience the strength of my own body. I get excited about myself when I write a chapter and even if it's not perfect yet, I read it and I think, you know, there's the seed of something really good there. I'm really proud of myself. So as you can see, the ways that you get excited about yourself can be creative. They can be related to the work that you do as your profession, but it can also be related to the mundane existence of just normal human life. Maybe your inner light becomes amplified when you organize your closet or you give yourself a manicure, whatever it is. The way to think about this is to let yourself win. Give yourself the opportunity to be good at something. Go out and seek reasons why you should be excited about yourself. And I really truly see this with clients all the time where sometimes I see them and they're just so down in the dumps. And when I pry into why that is, then usually it's some variant of the same feeling, which is that they worked so hard all week, put in a lot of grueling hours, but at the end of the week, they didn't really feel like they had anything to show for it. They didn't feel productive, effective. 
They didn't feel excited about their potential and who they are. And vice versa, when I show up on the Zoom call or in-person meeting and a client feels really enlivened and energized and their inner light is so bright, generally that's because they feel like they were really productive that week. They got the most important work on their plate done and they were able to move the ball forward to activate forward momentum in life. So what is this for you? I want to invite you to close your eyes and to really connect with the moments in your life when you feel most productive, when you feel most talented and the most skillful, and then make a plan for how you can bring that energy into your life right now to amplify your inner light. Okay, so that was the first quality of an amplified inner light, and that is feeling excited about yourself. And now we're talking about the second quality, which is to feel excited about your life. And again, the word excited that I chose here was really specific because it's not about being completely satisfied with your life or feeling totally happy. You definitely don't need to have, quote unquote, the perfect life. You definitely do not need a problem-free existence. All you need for a bright and shining inner light is to feel excited about the possibilities that life has to offer. It's really a feeling of optimism, hope, and excitement. As an example of this, I have a client who's been wrestling with his own inner light for many, many weeks now, and it's persisted no matter what he's tried to do. And what we realized was at the root of that was that he didn't have conviction in the current business model. He wasn't sure that their product was differentiated. He knew that it could keep growing, but he wasn't sure to what end. If they were to keep going at the current status quo, it was unclear if it would be a successful company at the end of the day. So then what he did is he removed himself from the day-to-day for a couple of days, took a couple of days off, allowed himself the time and space to think big picture and strategically about what he was doing, and he realized that he had to make some pretty drastic changes. And during those couple of days, he realized that there were going to be some hard choices to make. He'd have to let people go. He'd have to pivot strategy. He'd have to really encourage people to work in a different way than they were used to. And while none of these were quote unquote fun or exciting decisions, his inner light did really shift after he decided this. And that's because even though there is going to be a lot of short-term pain, jumping into that and making those changes enabled him to become excited again about the future, to see a path forward, to hope for a great outcome for this company, to feel optimistic again about what could be. And so if you have felt a little bit in the doldrums and you feel like your inner light hasn't been bright, I want you to just check in right now with yourself and see if there are any reasons why you've been feeling pessimistic about the future. Are you unclear of where your life is headed in the medium or long term? Are you lacking something to look forward to? Have you not been letting yourself dream about a better and brighter future? And if so, what is it that you need to be able to dream again, to feel excited about your life? For some people like my client, 
That can mean taking some time to step back and create a new plan. For other people, that might look like taking action, just moving some big rocks, helping yourself feel the progress of your life again. And for other people, it might just mean a mindset shift where you're telling yourself, yes, I want to feel optimistic again. I want to feel hopeful again. And then when you do that, you just decide that you're not going to let the inclinations of pessimism be the ones that win. You're going to choose to let your hopefulness and optimism take charge of your life. Last episode, I was talking about how I was going through a particularly stressful period in my life. And I really felt this very clearly where I wasn't excited about life as I normally was. And so what I did is I just decided to have a lot of fun. And so I started making plans with friends. I reached out. I'm not normally the person who will proactively reach out to my friends to plan something, but I did. And we had some friends over for dinner put a lot of social time in my calendar, and then even booked a couple of Broadway shows. And I just said to myself, I just want to have fun. I don't need to be productive. I don't need to move the ball forward. I've already been doing a lot of those things. My way of getting excited about life right now is just to enjoy it, just to let loose a little bit, have some levity, have some joy, and make some plans purely for the sake of enjoyment and to let myself be excited about them. And so if you are wrestling with this excitement about your life, you can either one, as we talked about, make some forward momentum, make some progress towards your goals, or you can just make your life a little bit more joyful. Sometimes we need one, we need productivity, effectiveness, goal orientation, and other times we just need to be bright, happy, fun, laugh a little bit and enjoy ourselves. Okay, so just as a quick recap, the first quality of a bright inner light is excitement about yourself. And the second that we just talked about is excitement about your life. And now we're going to talk about the third and final quality of a bright and active inner light. And that is a mindset of abundance. And in order to understand what it means to have a mindset of abundance, I want to juxtapose that with its opposite, which is to have a mindset that is rooted in fear. And so obviously in any situation, there are the facts of the matter, there's what's actually happening, and then there's the layer of perception that we apply on top of that. We have the way that we choose to interpret those factual situations. And in doing so, we always have two choices. We can either decide to have a mindset of abundance or to have a mindset of fear. But most of the time, these processes are subconscious. We don't even realize that we're applying this lens or not. We just do it naturally. And so we may not even realize that we're applying a lens of fear. We just think that that's the truth of the matter. We think that our lens is what we're actually seeing. Recently, I've been working with a client to develop a workshop series for them that I've been really excited about. And I was meant to originally deliver these workshops at the end of April. And it was this huge endeavor, lots of content, really fun, great team. 
And I was nervous though, because I have so much on my plate for the next couple of months. And so I've been planning because I knew that March and April would just be totally bonkers. So, so busy coaching work, book work, client work, and then actually delivering these workshops, which would have been pretty intense. And then recently the client on a call said, Hey, we're actually going to push these workshops, not in April, but to much, much later. And the lens that I had was initially one of abundance where I thought, oh, how wonderful. I think this actually works out better for the program. I really love that they came up with this idea. I think it makes a lot more sense for them and the way they're running it. And it also makes a lot of sense for me where I'm going to be really busy the next couple of months and I can be more dedicated to it later on. And so it made the whole process of this big switch totally seamless and frictionless where yes, I had planned my time around doing this thing, but now this was actually working out for the better. And I thought to myself, wow, the universe actually just gives you exactly what you need. And what was interesting is I was telling a friend about it and her initial reaction was a fear-based reaction where she was like, oh, well, is there something wrong? Did you do something wrong? You know, are they deprioritizing your project over other people's? And I was really taken aback by that lens because it hadn't really occurred to me. But as soon as I saw it, I started wondering too. I got pulled into that fear-based mindset and I thought, oh, did I do something wrong? Is this their way of telling me that I am not good enough or they don't value me? Or does this mean something bad about them that they're hard to work with? And of course, none of those things are true. I've had a great experience with them, but it was this really interesting moment where I saw so clearly my own initial abundance mindset right next to a fear-based mindset of the exact same situation. And I could see how both ways of regarding the situation could be plausible depending on where your mindset is. And so when your inner light is amplified, then you generally tend to take a glass half full, silver lining, positive spin. And when your light is more dull and you're not shining, then you tend to have a more negative and fear-based perception. You wonder if people like you, you wonder if you're good enough, you question whether or not you said the right thing or behaved in the right way. You look at the world as potentially always out to get you. And I'm sure we've all heard the research where if you are in a bad mood, but you start smiling anyway, you force yourself to make the physical gesture of smiling and you force yourself to fake laugh, then it actually puts you in a better mood because it tricks your brain into thinking that you're happy. And this is the same thing for amplifying your inner light. Even if you've been feeling like there's been a dark rain cloud over your head, once you start to force yourself to see the world through an abundant lens, pretty soon your inner light will switch on all on its own and you'll start to see the world in that abundant, optimistic way all on your own. And this is actually a really great trick where whenever something unexpected pops up in life, then I always ask myself, what are the two ways of seeing the situation? So imagine hypothetically that I was deciding to describe the situation through a fear-based lens. What would I say? And then if I were describing the situation through an abundance-based lens, what would I say then? Even just hearing those two different ways of 
perceiving this circumstance, it really frees me to choose. The other day I was flying out to visit my in-laws on the West coast of Canada. And it's a little bit of a long flight because you're flying across the country. So from East coast to West coast, and then you have to change planes from whatever major city you stop over in to Victoria, which is where my husband's family is from. It's a smaller Island that doesn't have a major airport. And so our flight was late It was severely delayed. We were sitting on the tarmac for two hours, just waiting, waiting, waiting. It was really hot on the plane. I was really uncomfortable and we were already going to be getting in so late as it was. And I was worried because I had really early morning calls because I was still going to be working on East coast time. And I was so upset, but then I did that thing where I said, okay, I'm going to describe the situation with abundance. And then I'm going to describe the situation with negativity and fear And then once I did that, and I was able to see that there are two different ways of seeing my current experience, I got to choose and I chose abundance. I thought, okay, this is great. I get more concentrated time to work on some big rock projects that I haven't had a chance to do. It's quiet. There's no movies playing on the plane, but there's internet. This is actually a dream scenario to check off a few big things off my to-do list that have really been nagging me for a while. I also thought this is great. I have a couple books. I have my notebook. I have pretty much everything I need to be sitting here on the tarmac. And at least we're getting on the flight. At least this flight hasn't been canceled. So I want to invite you to try this out. Over the next week, every time you feel severely annoyed, frustrated, or blindsided by something, see if you can do this practice of first describing it with fear and then describing it with abundance, and then deciding that you're going to choose the latter as your lens. Okay, so that's all I have for you in this episode. Very, very simple, very simple concept, very simple suggestions, nothing mind-blowing here, but I mostly wanted to do this episode to support you and encourage you and to tell you how special and precious your inner light is and that it deserves to shine and it deserves to be seen. So that's all I wanted to say. Thank you everyone for listening. And just as a lovely reminder, as we always say, love yourself, listen to yourself, and say yes to life so life can say yes to you. Oh, and finally, there's one more thing. Sign up for the email newsletter if you haven't already. You can do that through a link in the show notes. And the reason why is because in April, I will be sending out a little giveaway. It is a guide on astrology for your career broken down by sign that will give you some helpful suggestions based on a few different characteristics in your chart. And it will be only for newsletter subscribers. So sign up sometime this month. I will send it out in early April. And newsletter subscribers are also the first to know about the fun book events and promotions that will be happening over the next few months. I love the newsletter. I always try to create different content for the newsletter than I do for the podcast and Instagram. For instance, last month, I shared a list of the 30 books that have changed my life. So if you want something different than what you're getting here, please sign up and share it with a friend. And I hope everyone enjoys the month of March with this new, vibrant, beautiful energy. And I will see everyone here in two weeks. 